0: Hello, I am Bruno Catala. I am the game designer of King Domino, which just won the Spiel des Jahres. And you are listening to Seven and
1: Hands. It's Seven Land Hands! Brought to you by Good Games. Lovecraft wrote an estimated 100,000 letters in his lifetime. This game is about none of them. Lovecraft's letter is like performing Shakespeare while having your car serviced. It takes familiar mechanics and makes them do the unexpected. It has more Lovecraft than Amsterdam and comes with more foil sleeves than the Cyberman prophylactic department. I'm not insane, but this is Sevenland Hand. Lovecraft Letter, abbreviated to LL, is screaming out for an expansion called Cool J. Yeah, we called it. We called it here first. Mama's going to knock you out with this card deduction game from Alderac Entertainment. That's AEG Games for those of you playing at home. It was designed by mathematical madman Seiji Kanai. Maybe. Many and spies report that it was probably designed by an unknown copywriter working out of AEG's basement. It's a game for two to six players, thinking they need 15 minutes of love in their <laughs> lives. They'll probably get an hour of insanity. The game's elevator pitch reads like every other Lovecraft IP ripoff you know. You're trying to eliminate your rivals for power as you seek to understand the cosmic horror that lurks just beyond what we foolishly call reality. Will you accept madness as the price that must be paid for knowledge man was not meant to know? Or will you attempt to hold the shreds of your sanity together in the face of eldritch nightmares attempting to enter and destroy our world? One disclaimer before we proceed, Seiji Kanai isn't actually a madman. However, when greeted by the moniker, Mr. Kanai, he always responds, you certainly can. <laughs> oh, such, a, such a welcoming man. But what does it all mean to Gamers. Flipping foil cards faster than a futuristic Patrick Bateman, I've got HP Matt McHale. My love is a truly horrible thing to behold. And HP Jamie Lawrence.
0: I've actually met CG Kanai. He didn't make any jokes about his name.
1: Did you say very disappointed. Did you say, hello, Mr Kenai?
0: I, I did say, hello, Mr Kenai. Say... And he said, please call me CG, sir. <laughs> right.
1: Maybe you go got to say, hello, Mr Kenai. <laughs> Mr. you got to. I ask can't me. say that. <laughs> anyway, gentlemen, what letters of geek have you been penning this month? Um... Usually, we,
2: we start these things off by telling everybody what we've been watching, that sort of thing. Uh, I've actually not been watching much at all in the last month. Uh, that means that you don't speak in this part, then, Matt.
1: You're well, just, no, no, you're... it means I've got other things to talk about, <laughs> I guess. You were, uh, uh, let me, let, let me. Uh, you were Adventurers uh, Guilding, Leaguing. I have
2: been Adventurers Guilding, uh, Leaguing. Oh, now you got me doing it. Mm. So, yeah, I run the Adventurers League yep. at the store, and I also run uh, the Good Games Guild, so it's two separate things. Yeah. Um, and the Adventurers League is full but of players. What
1: is it exactly?
2: Though? What is it? What is the... D&D 5e. Uh, it's like an organised play. Mm-hmm. The It runs on a, a story arc, like a season, you can imagine this. So at the moment we're playing the Tomb of Annihilation season, uh, the first yeah, yeah. adventure get, arc. The D&D book with the zombie on the cover. That's it, that's all. Yeah. And... Yeah, I've got two groups running the same adventure, but from different sort of perspectives. The great thing about it is that they could jump ship, join the other group, go and play with somebody else's group. No. Uh, but for the, for the play, folks listening play somewhere in else. from
1: Chicago and Indianapolis, what's uh, Tomb of Annihilation generally all about? You know, if you want to, or you know, further afield, you want to hop in... The well what's you the, could literally the scenario, no? there's this ab the scenario is uh there's a death curse.
2: Uh death is no longer something you can recover from. Right. It's actually something a little more permanent than that. No, and if no, you have the in bad fact, old days are back. Yeah. <laughs> the actual you know, the reality of death and these yeah. sort of things. Uh if you happen to have succumbed to death at some point and then been resurrected, mm. uh you're slowly rotting away as a result of this curse, and you have effectively a uh, a shelf life. Oh, it gets us back to the end once again. Yeah. yeah, uh, And it's all brought about by some sort of uh, mystical, I don't know, uh, I haven't got that far yet, so I'm not actually sure. Curse. Some sort of curse, yeah. but uh, the origin of which I, I don't know. I haven't some, looked into it so far. Some
1: witchy woman with a bucket full of newt's eyes or something like that, probably.
2: Probably. Yeah, you, probably. I'd have to take your word for that because mm. I haven't read that yeah. far yet. But,
1: yeah. uh, Those witchy women get
0: in everywhere.
2: Yeah, but it's a world-spanning uh, event. So the, the entire
1: realm of Feyrun is uh, being the Forgotten Realms it's a, world, it's a world-spanning event in that D&D have got this scenario out everywhere at the moment. Yeah, as well. absolutely. Wow. Uh, it, it's literally, if you're an Australian Adventurers League
2: player and you happen to travel over to Gen Con or something like that and want to play an Adventurers League, you can take that character that you've made, rolled up at home uh, at good games cannington
1: oh, pop right. into good
2: games chicago and
1: uh join an Adventurers league day with of thing, your character this is the kind of thing pathfinder guys always used to go this is yeah. why pathfinder is superior to dnd because you can take your character anywhere and just jump in i'm level three welcome aboard
2: well that, that's exactly right and they've got mm. different tiers for all different levels of play uh yeah tournament play They've the type of tears i had were just
1: sort of facial and <laughs> streaming
2: and that were because your your character didn't, didn't what, live, live past yeah first one. level yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, the games i've got running at the moment are first level uh mm. first level campaigns uh only a very short in this case uh, half a dozen episodes uh sessions and uh yeah i'll take it from there so it's going really well i've got about I've got f- six players in one game, seven in the other. So young, that's young Kai cool. from
1: the NTG. Pod, he joined me last there? night.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, he joined me on this most recent one.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, and he's playing a nice, something a little bit uh, left of field. He's actually playing a Yuan-Ti. So he's uh, mm. uh, a full blood, a pure blood. So he's like part, half snake, half uh, humanoid.
1: Yeah, which he's, is uh, a yeah. part snake. I've seen it. I stood next to him in a urinal. Urinal. It's, it's,
2: so that's a lot of fun. And the guild itself, we're playing Deadlands at the moment, but then uh, at the end of the year, we're going to switch to Star Wars, uh, Force, mm. and Destiny. Oh, we'll the, look forward to that. Yeah, that cool. it's, it's going to be awesome. The other thing I'm running uh, in that's RPG related is a Legend of the Five Rings role playing game beta at the moment. So uh, doing a little bit of play testing for yeah. the uh, new RPG that's coming Who's out. Put, which is, who put that out? As a fantasy, fantasy Flight. Fantasy Flight. Yeah, all right. Yep. Cool, so cool, cool, cool. as to, remember, Todd was talking about handing over the rights. Yeah. To, to them, literally, they've just know, given over goes, the rights to
1: the card game and the RPG. Yeah. And uh, now Ghost they've just released the beta. It, so much. Everything's going mm. to Final Fantasy Flight. Back from Fantasy Flight to G Dub. Back from G Dub. Yeah. I think everything's going towards G Dub at the moment. Generally speaking. Well-
0: G-Dub just yesterday signed an agreement with um, WizKids to do some new board games and to reprint some of their classics.
1: Oh, there were the, uh, the old G-Dub stuff? Yeah. Uh, any titles, Jamie?
0: Uh, Fury of Dracula's coming back.
1: Okay, well, that yes. sort of never went away. That's another one that was at Final Fantasy, uh, Fantasy Flight as well. Final Fantasy Flight. Yeah, that's Flight right. It's that been even. out of print
0: for a while. Now. Relic as well, um, which has okay. been out of print for a little while. Uh, but also, apparently, there's some new stuff coming down the pipeline. So,
1: Cool. Oh. So there's the, lots uh, of it out there. The Fury of Dracula that um, Matt and I are looking at from our very pod seats here is a Final Fantasy one. Yeah, that was the first. The the, was that previous the first one. one? I don't think Fantasy it was the first Flight. one. Well, it wasn't because it was GW, obviously. Oh well, that's Fantasy Flight that one.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. It's 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 a big. It's a, quite a heavy read because it's as you imagine it's a beta document. So is a lot of text, very text-heavy, not a, all of it's fine, mm. there's no artwork or anything like that. So it's taking a little bit to sift through. I've got uh, four players helping me along, so we're going to mm. send some feedback Reading to our all Fantasy Reading
1: three-syllable three plus words for Matt. Yeah, everything is in haiku, mm. so <laughs> it's pretty difficult to read. Right. Before, but, before Matt starts reciting it there, Jamie, what, <laughs> what have you been up to? Uh,
0: working like a madman, which hasn't left me much time, but... Um, what I have had, I've been spending binge watching Lucifer on Netflix, oh, okay. which uh, is it is uh, an adaptation of the the comic book Lucifer, mm-hmm. um, inspired by Sandman with Neil Gaiman, where Lucifer appears as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, Lucifer is sick of running Hell, um, so he goes to live in Los Angeles. He owns a bar there, and he teams up with a detective, and they solve crimes. It's sounds uh, fun. It, it is hilarious. It uh, is the most
1: starring who quirky.
0: Uh, nobody I've ever really known. Oh, I was okay. hoping you were to say
1: Adam Sandler. The holographic
0: doctor from Voyager guest star the other night.
1: Um, oh, yeah, yeah, but, I know the guy.
0: <laughs> uh, but it was just, it's a super fun series. The guy that got playing Lucifer was very charismatic and a total, just a total asshole, um, <laughs> which is perfect for the character. Um, yeah, its it's really, really light and silly and fun. Not as heavy as the comics, but still very, very enjoyable.
1: Yeah, I've been, I um, haven't been, maybe not in theme with what the pod's about. I've been watching more like depressing documentaries. The top <laughs> one, mind you, if you want to see it. I know I'm being yeah. anti these documentaries which have seasons, you know, in they're about eight episodes. I watched this, uh, I think it's called Time, the Khalif Browder story. Jeez, man, that is brutal. You it's have to heavy. remind me who that's about. Khalif Browder who is uh, you won't know him until you see the documentary Okay, um, but my god what a story it's a documentary about what happens to this guy and it's just terrible 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 and if you don't walk away from that just thinking that the world needs to change uh, then there's something deeply wrong with you but that's just a, uh, something it's a, a tip to, to go and see uh,
2: speaking of tips Netflix mm, back coming up that's fun stuff uh, Stranger Things 2 is yeah, it?
1: 22nd of October is it uh, 20... 27th. 27th 27th so right. very 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 close next week. Yeah, it's on the tip of everybody's tongues. So yeah, looking for forward that. to that. The trailers that have been teased look terrific. Uh, there's, there's yeah, a ch- see, we were talking good. we were talking chase pops before. Mm, there's a yep. chase pop for is her name Eleven? Yep, Eleven. Yeah, with uh, blood coming out of her nose and electrodes on her that. head. That's that's a chase one, Matt. So ah. we we're talking about these chase pops, which are these like mythic rare. I was completely ignorant pop vinyls because I was showing I was showing that. Oh, this is this is proper geek news. Yeah. Um... You know, when back in the day, when I used to laugh at pop vinyls and go, ah, yeah, "Who'd get that?" Well, now I've got loads. <laughs> they are such um, big heads. Uh, <laughs> now I've got loads, and just the other month, Hellboy was announced, and yeah. I was, "Oh, I'm getting all of the Hellboys." So I got all, I got um, the whole series in. You know, all the characters: Abe Sapien and Liz Sherman, yeah. Sherman, yeah, and. Uh, uh, Rasputin and a few other guys. I haven't but seen Hellboy, in a while. Yeah. As soon as I saw Hellboy, I saw the one with the horns and I was like, yep, that's his for me. And then I saw one with horns, uh, Avec horns as the French would say, I believe. <laughs> and yep. it turns out the one without the horns is just your regular one. The one with the horns is the chase pop and I'm like, oh man, how do I go about getting this? So a few things were done here and there, ended up getting one and uh, I've got Hellboy with horns, Hellboy without horns yeah, and, and uh, my life feels fulfilled. I and, like uh, <laughs> that. I really like that idea, actually. So you can get your favorite character,
2: and I guess it doesn't happen for all of them. No, no. But then there's, there's a about variant. forty a year across all of
1: the pops yeah. that are released. Oh, yeah, really? All, there's some
0: cool ones. All the yeah.
1: franchises. So yeah, like, oh, and like okay. I said, there was, there's Jack from The Shining, and yeah. there's Frozen Jack, and, uh, <laughs> and and that looks really cool. But yeah, you've got a, it, that's the chase one. So not you won't you won't walk into a store and just see these on the shelf. You have to you know know a guy. Sort something a out with the shop handshake. owner. You know, maybe your good local good <laughs> game store. They can do something. They can bust some moves. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, they're a bit more pricey because of the rarity. But yeah, they, they're good fun. I, mean, yeah, it's- I think I've got yeah. I've got one sitting on a shelf
2: at home, and that's Captain America. Uh, and oh, that's that it. actually, that's not even sitting on my shelf. That's Never sitting tell me
0: on that my son's shelf.
1: shelf. <laughs> so um, I, uh,
0: I picked up all the Fifth Element ones because that's yes. one of, that's one of my favourite movies. I love it.
1: Yeah, I think Corbin Dallas. I've seen the Corbin Dallas one. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the Walking Dead ones. Uh, yeah, so yeah,
2: I might have it. It's a go kind and of, to try and get those. All but,
0: 97 of them. <laughs> yeah. Hey,
1: all 97 of says, them.
0: There are so many Walking Dead pops; it's crazy.
1: Oh, got, don't tell me that. I've got the Metallica ones coming my way for the, on top of the Metallica pinball machine. See, they oh, just they're going to look great right up there. They go with everything, yeah. and everyone needs a Cthulhu one. And there's three yep. Cthulhus, there's a glow-in-the-dark, there's a gold one, and there's a regular one. And are these, these are the oversized ones, aren't they? No, no, they? that's just regular. Cthulhu should, just have been regular. An, should have been oversized because the size of a mountain, but <laughs> nobody wrote to them and told them. Uh, okay, while we're talking about uh, small
2: figurines, yeah. uh, I've been painting my ass off at the moment. Uh, I've been getting back into it a big time with uh, Bolt Action. I've finally finished it's when he puts the paint
1: brush in that's the horrible thing to watch.
2: I'm I'm working with such cruddy crappy brushes at the moment. The paints I've finally upgraded so I've managed to get to the uh, it was Did kind I see of funny you buying paints the other Yeah, yeah I bought some the other day. About, yeah. uh, I've got literally four I don't know iterations of citadel paint range yeah so i've got the, the current ones it's amazing they're still going i've though, got snake bite so. leather i think is the most versatile
1: of yes. all of them because yeah. I, i've got it and it's about 20 years old Those and it's really still old okay ones, the really old ones are good yeah they went through a dark patch there where they just turned into bricks after about six months though right the black, yeah, the, the black the last ones? ones didn't last long very long. The shiny black lids, Yes. Yeah. They were rubbish. They didn't last very long at all. I don't know what the Did, did you get some of the current ones now? Yes, I got the current yeah. ones. Oh, be yeah. to see how they last. Um,
0: yeah, the, the current ones are quite good. Mm. I also have a pot of snakebite leather snake bite leather <laughs> from when I was a kid pretty much. I, it's, it's amazing.
2: I'm yeah. actually using it because the bolt action you mentioned uh 1930s 40s uh soldiers World War II, lots of Leather straps, chin yeah. straps, that sort of thing, and I'm actually using the snake bite, so it's uh, it's really good. But I've got a full squad done now, a Ranger squad uh, who I've kind of themed on Saving Private Ryan, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to take it out for their first tour of duty. Well, uh, oh, no, that's uh, a Vietnam reference, but. Uh, over the weekend and actually learn how to play this game Bolt yeah, Action
1: your you tour of Judy in World War 2 I think went for about five years
2: just, <laughs> yeah. until you died sounds pretty cool yeah yeah, very psyched I'm pumped mm. Dan Byrne has uh, got me right into that shout out to Dan my
0: uh, my son was desperate to pick up so we did uh, <laughs> Capcom versus Marvel uh, for the PS4
2: okay uh, I'm glad you went which... that way you, you start off by saying your son was desperate to pick up <laughs> 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 I, well, I, I was to deal with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, game is super fun. Uh, it is, it is, you know, street fighter style fighting game, but you get, you can play, you know, mega Man and the dude from, uh, from super ghouls and ghosts and, um, you I think we a, we really
1: bought a good. copy of this for either the p s two or the old Xbox, mm. and it's the only game I've ever taken back i think electronic game I've taken back' it was You're not just a fighting the, game fan? I'm not a fighting game fan, and I think there was something particularly just a bit ordinary about that version of it. it didn't it was clunky, but yeah, I'm sure that That's was two generations good. ago, though, so you'd be fine now,
0: yeah. Oh. And it's also, you know, like it's fun to play the Hulk in anything, basically.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> when I got here, David, you were playing uh, NBA... 2K18. 2K18. Oh, don't uh, get me started. <laughs> I won't get you started, but I made the comment about... We were talking about realism and uh, the, the advancements of the future of these sorts yeah. of games. And I was talking about VR and if you managed to... Get VR into that sort of game where all of a sudden you're standing with the goggles on and whatnot and you're receiving the ball and you're shooting the ball, how much that would. You need more room then space. You wouldn't. Know, you know, no one would need to play actual basketball anymore because you'd just all be in your living room. Oh,
0: well, cut down! And on I'm going to the WWE 2K VR version.
1: <laughs> I think the vocal stuff is probably more like this. This game, you scan your face in, and it and it pops onto the person's the character's head in the game, which is very cool. Um, it'd be good if, and I like you said that I saw all of the the screen capture sort of stuff. You know, when they put little yet white golf balls on you yeah. and there's like an african-american guy playing the part of the character that i'm playing yeah and um and he's doing all the speech and everything so it's like my face <laughs> with this really cool uh, african-american yeah, voice with uh, and th- this face doesn't pull off cool voices i tell you um so yeah it's a bit of a mismatch which you know you'd kind of want this sound coming out of his face yeah. but uh, my short rap on 2k18 i did Have thoughts about just like having a huge spiel about everything that's wrong with it. It's a fantastic game, beautiful to play, but there is so much that lets it down in everything else that's around the game. The way all these little microtransactions happen and don't happen for you. There's you get shoes, you go into the closet, the shoes aren't there. Um, there's so much stuff like that that just constantly frustrates and disappoints you so it's got this beautiful thing which keeps me going back to want to play more but equally you've got to uh, um, uh, experience this dreadful frustration all throughout so uh, my recommendation is don't play it because you've just got to deal <laughs> with this frustration wait, wait, and this is remarkable because this game has been going for over 10 years and yeah, you think after 10 the years they have yeah. it right but this is the long stream. Just moving on to broader, broader brushstrokes of everything that's being released now, like phones and and Xboxes and Playstations and yeah. cars. Even they're they're released for sale without being fully tested and not complete. That was almost like the beta gets released. It's and a rush. It's, it's a rush to get. You were yeah. buying so much garbage, and I just don't know. I don't. I don't see it ending. It's just like it needs to stop. But a, but a stop.
0: big part of that problem there is that we have this culture that desires constant innovation if there's not something new about it why would i get a new one and like honestly like my phone is a good example samsung galaxy 8 there's nothing better than the samsung galaxy 5 i used to have it's almost exactly the same
1: phone except it
0: looks a bit sleeker
1: (laughs) but they they can can build on it though they can build on the old one like from the xbox 360 used to have this DLNA, DLNA uh, server deal with my com- with my home PC. So I got to have files on my PC and stream them through to my th- Xbox 360. So like movies, videos, hmm. even photos and music. So you share all that sort the easy. Easy. I could just have my Xbox wirelessly. It would just go to my PC and go, oh, I'll have a look at this. I'll look at this list. When Xbox One came out, it says, yep, DLNA, that's all stuff. That's all going to happen. We had it, opened the box, put it out. It needed an update about six, seven months later to be able to do what the previous generation could have done. So it's like, why why not build on what you've got rather than just whatever they're doing, they're just scrapping it, starting again. And that would probably happen with NBA 2K18. Mm. They've obviously scrapped something and started again because stuff's broken. I was thinking about your shoes though. Have you looked into the fact that maybe someone's actually stolen them out of your locker? No, this is that's not what's going to happen. No. Also, also, this this grab this one right. You pick up you pick up the box on the front of the box. It's got a G rating. Okay. Yeah. So I take it home. Oh, I that's family in, friendly. My no, it's not because <laughs> it's got a G rating. I I put it on my son who's twelve logs into it, can't play it, can't play it. Can't play it. Keep trying, can't play it, can't play it, can't play it. In well, he the needs end, more found out the publishers of the game blocked anyone who's thirteen and under from playing it. So I wrote to them, I said, this is, this is, this, this, you're lying to me, you're selling this to me fraudulently because it's got a G general rating and ki- no one under 13 can play yeah. it. And they said, ah, well, if you notice, if you turn over in the small print on the back, it'll actually say 13 plus only. And I said, yeah, and, and this is my witty comeback, right? <laughs> I said to him, yeah, but you've got a picture of Kari Irving, right? He plays for the Celtics, he's a basketball, right? He's on the front looking super aggressive, super pumped, playing basketball, blah, blah, sure. blah. It's like having a picture of him on the front you open it up put it in it's a golf simulator and you get pissed off and they go yeah but on the, in the small print on the back it does say it's a golf simulator so bad luck there sir just garbage I wanted to throttle a small teddy bear or something <laughs> so that's yeah little things like that I guess oh, I'm getting wound up now Millennium nah. Falcon Legos <laughs> coming out soon that's it I'm done that would be awesome we better go we better... I, I think it's time for an advert we should do a pod <laughs> alright see you after the other side of this music <laughs>
2: Win. Win Lovecraft Letter for commenting on the Facebook page for this show, episode 105, at facebook.com slash 7 Hand. We'll announce last month's winner of Unearth later in okay. Neats and Twos. This month, to determine the winner, Good Games HQ wrote a letter to an old love from high school in a frenzy wow. of madness. This old flame responded with a name, and we'll tell you that name later in Neats and Twos. And every month, Good Games are offering our listeners a special offer on the game we review. This month, it will be Lovecraft Letter. While Stocks Last, Seven Land Hand listeners can get 10% off Lovecraft Letter at every Good Games store in the Outer Worlds. All you have to do is enter your friendly local Good Games store, shake off your existential dread and say... I'm not insane! (laughs) For all of November... I'm not insane. insane! That's while Stocks Last...
1: Okay, now on with the show. All right, welcome back. It's a Lovecraft letter this month. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. So, Seiji Kanai's uh, reimagining. Now, usually when people say reimagining, you're expecting a crap movie. Uh, uh, in this case. Something that's been redone in the 70s, the 80s and the 90s. But this is Love Letter. Yeah, but... re- a re-implementation or a yeah. variant. It, actually, it's a variation of the,
2: the original game. Yeah. So, so Jamie, so what's the... the um,
0: thing about this is that I've actually got a copy of the Japanese version of Lovecraft Letter, which mm-hmm. was published several years ago in Japan, um, and has really funky black and white art and is completely, completely different, actually, from the the edition that we're we're talking about.
1: Yeah, um, just in terms of art but, but, or the
0: but game. The game elements are there.
1: I always um, forget what the um the was it the Tempest version or something like that? Is that mm. is that the yeah. name that we think that, of as the original Lovecraft version? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I,
2: I struggle. The, the Tempest version is just based on a particular setting, isn't it? For a, for like a story a narrative. Yeah. So FFG had and... uh,
0: a line of games that were all set in Tempest, which was their sort of Renaissance uh, world that they played in.
2: Ah, oh, which they've now uh, FFG have games. Uh, was it, uh, the Masquerade is one of them? I think is set in the Tempest world. Um, and that's, there's a few oh, other. That's cool. I think. Citadels, maybe, also? Uh, okay, off know. the beating anyway, track. Jamie, Lovecraft Letter.
1: Jamie, let's come back to Lovecraft Letter. What's the uh, narrative of Lovecraft Letter? How have they twisted Love Letter into the Lovecraft world?
0: Well, it is the 1920s, as one would expect with a Lovecraft tale, mm. and your cousin is, exp- is exploring Egypt. Uh, they write you a letter inviting you to come and join them as they've discovered some th- something interesting. But when you arrive... Your cousin is missing. You need to follow a series of clues left behind for you to find, but beware, for some of them contain forbidden secrets or are protected by supernatural beings that could threaten your well-being.
2: I can just imagine how that (laughs) letter to your cousin goes. Like, uh, dearest cousin, I've discovered something exciting yet truly horrifying and mystical here in Egypt. Please, I'm being... Uh, accosted by strange entities and, uh, I don't know, for the hell of it, um, clandestine figures, please come to Egypt (laughs) and share this adventure with me.
0: Well, I actually have the letter in front of me, Matt. Um, Oh, there is actually a letter. I'm going to read it inappropriately like a 1940s newscaster. Uh, Cairo, April 16, 1928. Dearest cousin, the hieroglyphs are speaking to me of the Black Pharaoh and his most prized treasure. I can't help but feel like I am being watched in the alleys of the souk, in the shade of the excavation site, and now in my dreams. It calls upon me. I cannot stay any longer. You must come and finish what I have started, or we're all doomed. Dot, dot, dot. A.J. McBride.
1: Finally, the qualities of Skype have come through for us. That sounded legit <laughs> with the mon- yeah, yeah, that's it. You're doing
2: all those parts from now on, Jamie. <laughs> The, yeah. So anyway, if that's not
1: enough of a warning to stay away, I don't know what is. Hmm. But uh, here we are. So anyway, we've decided to investigate. So that's what you're in, apparently, in in this game for. Yeah. Uh, um, so so what are you trying to do to win the game? You're basically trying to either well
2: go insane or stay sane or be Cthulhu and devour no. everybody.
1: No, that's incorrect. Hang on, hang on. That's, yeah, that's, that's incorrect. Not
0: what you're trying to do in the game. That's what you do in the game. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> to win the game. <laughs> you need uh, either three insane counters or two sane that's counters. That's right, so you want to be sane or insane. That's how you get there, Matt. <laughs> uh, so that's, and it's played over several rounds. So unlike uh, love, love Letter that we're kind of used to, it's not just one round and you're out necessarily. I know there was that collecting of love hearts or something like that, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, tokens. Tokens, tokens but of affection. And nobody ever did that. You just play it and go, ah, oh, that was one round, ah, oh, here's another round. This game, this version of the game, actually makes it more... In, more involved to be able to get those tokens and count the rounds that yeah. you've won, which I find way more fascinating. Well, there are three victory conditions, and each one of them is a
2: little bit... Uh, well, I wouldn't say they're more unobtainable than the, than any of the others. Uh, Tell us what they are. Well, the first one, if you manage to get two... Oh, I think we've already gone through it, haven't we? You've got two same sanity tokens, yeah, yeah. you win the game. Yep. Yeah you earn three insane tokens, yep. then you win the game. Yep. If you are uh, Cthulhu and you uh, happen to have that in your your hand and two you play it, two of them, so the Necronomicon... Uh, yeah, two. Sorry, you have to have two insane cards in your discard, discard pile. pile at the start of your turn. Yeah. Discard, then Cthulhu on top of that and you win automatically. The so whole game. The whole game. Not just the round. That's and, it.
1: and the, the tokens so- are awesome chips and they sound... <laughs> yeah oh. <laughs> there we go yeah the listeners want that one more time <laughs> this oh. is the component <laughs> porn yeah, yeah there
2: you go. <laughs> so Matt, how
0: do i get a sane token or an insane token
2: well you could just uh like ask david really nicely and he'll give one to you or alternatively you can uh win a
1: round uh yeah that's basically. Yeah, it. and you, how do you win the round is what Jen's yeah, asked? <laughs> you win you win the round by uh being the last one surviving basically in the game that hasn't been eliminated. Uh and that yeah. is very similar to the love letter thing in that, that is, um, there's that, a list that's of a staple. There's a list of eight conditions, eight eight cards, uh which have uh, uh sane effects, and there's eight insane cards. But and they're all pretty flavoured just the same, pretty much the same, except the insane um Insane. Uh, what are they? Called?
0: Cards are more powerful. Generally, right? they're, they're more
1: powerful. Yeah, yeah they've got like a, a rule on them that's a little bit more powerful. and They've all got ways. This very similar to the usual love letter of looking at each other's cards. Whoever's got the highest card uh, wins, and the other person is eliminated um you can guess another player's hand you can look another player's hand and then use that information for later and so forth you know all the stuff that you're usually used to yeah that will help you win the round by not being eliminated then you get a sane or insane token depending on whether you've been made insane or sane during the process of playing those cards Yeah, and there you go you won you've won the round onwards you go to the win conditions mentioned before so i think the question now is, how do you become insane or sane? Matt, have a pop at this one because you've got the previous two questions wrong.
2: <laughs> well,
1: that just proves I'm either
2: sane or insane, or You're this game is insane. driving me insane. You're
1: Matt, sane. It's like okay. insane and sane. Yeah, go. On.
2: Imagine, uh, well, just imagine the the original edition. There was 16 cards. Yeah. Okay, 16 cards in the deck. Uh, one of those cards was then discarded. So you didn't know what it was. And that was one of the, the hidden roles. So there was already a little bit of hidden information there. So this is set, set up early. Yep. That's it. Oh, well, it all leads into the same thing. Mm. So each player is then given a card. Yeah. Uh, and there is, it's a very simple start off. You draw a card, you discard a card. So yeah. you keep discarding cards... If you happen to put down a Sane card, uh, and you've got examples of the Sane cards there, if you put that down in front of you, you remain sane. Yeah. If you happen to put down a, a, an Insanity card, then you... With a little you,
1: green logo on it. With yep. a little
2: green logo. You need to make a check next time it's your turn. Well, that, that makes
1: you insane. It makes you insane.
2: But yeah. you can be immediately ejected from the game if you fail your Sanity check. Which comes which around next time next it comes time. back to you. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. it. Uh, And it's compounded, so the more sanity, insane cards you have in your discard pile,
1: the harder it is for you to evade. It's a a lovely little mechanic where in your discard pile, the amount of insane cards there are translates to how many cards you flip off the draw deck to see whether you're eliminated through means of insanity. And you do that by just drawing a card off the top of the draw pile, flipping it over. If that, too, is an insane card, bang! That's it. You're out of, the, out of the round. Yep. Yeah.
2: That's it. The uh, other ways to get out of the round, are, well, you can be knocked out by other players. Yeah. When you, typical, and th- this is the typical love letter, love letter mechanic. Yeah. So you compare cards. If I've got a higher value card okay. than you, you get knocked out. Uh, if you're, if like the, I think it was the soldier. I think it was the soldier. If I nominate a particular card type and you happen to have that, then you're rejected from the game. Uh, if I, some of them are, if you ever hold this card and you happen to get this card into your hand, I can't remember what it is. You are rejected from the game. So there are lots of ways to get out. So rounds can be very furious, very quick. Um, but in comparison, like you said earlier, uh, there's a whole other element with the sane and insane uh, rule set that that's laid on top of of love letter, which make it a much more engrossing, involving um, experience. I think for players, a lot more player interaction. Uh, there's a lot more vying for for at the end of the game whether you could uh, walk away with it
1: even though you're coming in last place very easily, you know, just by... Well, I think, yeah, we're sort of bleeding authority. over into opinions on pluses and minuses. And I think that's, I think that's yeah. the point you've hit on there. I do find, like, you know... With the caveats, or the caveats usually come afterwards, but let's say with what I say before the game, I'm cynical of it because it's Lovecraft and they've just labelled this old game yeah. make a set of mechanics with the Lovecraft thing and think, right, great, here we go again. Yeah. Overused, and then, and then we're back and we're playing Love Letter. I'm thinking, well, I could just play Love Letter. I enjoy that game. It's pretty good fun and I'm quite happy playing Love Letter. Thank you very much. Here comes Lovecraft Letter. All of a sudden, I'm definitely... I enjoy this game more and I don't think... I've got to be careful because I'm always suckered into these games when they've got a horror theme. Um, I think I definitely like this version better because it's it's more engrossing. You play Mm. for the round win and it goes on and you get several rounds deep depending on how many players you have. And it's kind of the insane draw off the top deck thing is kind of fun. It feels like Mm. Love Letter was written or designed for Lovecraft letter to come out eventually. <laughs> it's in, my, well, there is also it's double
0: danger of you being sucked in by this game because it's a particularly beautiful game. The uh, the box is made to simulate a book. Yeah, uh, it looks like an old tome that would sit on your, your shelf. Yeah, um, magnet looks to fantastic. It the close. chips are been fan- really high quality, and uh, and as you heard before, sound good clinking together. But they are actually they're very pretty. They've got a sort of foiling on them so that you've got a lenticular Cthulhu on one side or an elder sign on the other.
1: Yeah. The um, box The box has the sleeves, um, as magnets to close it. Listen, listen. Oh, 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 oh there the it is again. The
0: sleeves are very lush. They're, they're you know, really high-quality plastic with a nice sort of seal on the back being broken by a, a tentacled monster.
2: Interestingly um, enough, they're in the tarot size, uh, whereas the original game isn't. It's a standard deck in the original game, not the tarot size. So that's different.
0: Yeah, this is one of their deluxe editions, and um, the uh, the actual art on the cards itself is it's some good Cthulhu mm. art. There's there's lots of nice monsters. There's old books and
1: because I suppose Zelda we don't, signs
0: and all sorts of things. We
1: don't usually talk about price, but this is um, about double the price of Love Letter, and there's got to be reasons why you'd want to pay that much more. And I would say you pay more for a mm. better game. You've got really lovely components, and they've gone that extra mile with the box being nice with the magnetic close. They've got yeah. the, the foil sleeves. Like we, Matt and I got confused. We thought it was double sleeves on the, on the unboxing, but it's a... a um, sleeves for the, the reference card. And <laughs> yeah, which the... are front and back. Um, but yeah, like, my, like Jamie was saying, the components are really lovely, and, and I, I'd say if you're going to toss up between Love Letter and Lovecraft Letter, this is, this is the one.
2: It would. I would stretch. I would stretch for this. Yeah, uh, yeah It's really nicely put together, as as we've already said. Um, with the art it's design on the cards, going to be a happy winner of this game next month. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, yeah, definitely, definitely. The art design on the cards, I think. It's all very consistent. You can basically tell whether you've got a a sanity, an insane, or a sane card, with the exception of the Great Race of Yith, which uh, we always had to look back at and and think, (laughs) "Oh, is that sane or insane?" But also, uh, the the
1: Migo has a a sort of half-hidden insanity thing underneath the web. But no, that's small, small piece. It is
2: because there are plenty of identifiers on each of the cards that tell you what they actually are. Uh, one thing that's different in this in the, the, this Cthulhu, uh, sorry Lovecraft letter, is the appearance of the Migo brain case, which is a card that actually sits off. Imagine that popping to the up side. in the Tempest version—that'd be great. Yeah. Tempest version, the
1: princess says, You need a Miko brain case. (laughs) (laughs) It just sits off to the
2: side and does nothing. We played several rounds without, in fact, we played several games of it without it even coming into play. And then all of a sudden we decided, Okay, let's try and get that into the game. And then it happened you can 't force
1: it, but it just yeah, no. happened
2: it was good so that's uh, and it's it 's got a zero value so it 's the only card in the game which has a zero value in the corner, which is bad news if you get this
1: into your hand because it 's going to knock you out of the round it 's like that it 's like the dud empty hands in the deck builders it, it is uh, the empty card spot it sort of takes a spot
2: mm. it 's got lots of, of of iconic lovecraft stuff uh professor Armitage, the elder sign uh, narrow Tap. The Necronomicon, Libra Onus,
1: Cthulhu, uh, Matt, all that
2: sort of stuff. So it's instantly recognizable to
1: yeah, uh, yeah, Cthulhu mythos Lovecraft readers, that sort of stuff. I've got. I'm just looking at my uh, notes here for when we play, when they did the playthrough. Um, I've got here. It's a lovely way of promoting self-esteem. This game, <laughs> because uh, at the beginning of each turn, you get to declare, "I'm not insane." <laughs> Because most of the time you're not, and then you become insane, then perhaps yeah. not so much. But when you are, it's, it's lovely to go, hey, I'm not insane. And so you don't have to, you don't have to do the, the no. sanity check. Um, and yeah, I've said here, it's a change of focus compared to a regular love letter, in that you're not fighting for the high cards. It's a case of survival, which is very in theme. You know, in love letter, when you're, you're wanting the higher card, you want that princess in the end, so yeah. you will win out. In this scenario, you're not going to be ever... You've, I don't think we ever did a, a number comparison because we went through the draw deck mm. to see you had the highest card. Everyone, somebody was dead or someone had survived. Yeah, nobody, nobody yeah. got through to it.
2: I, 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 don't think we, I, I don't think we ever got to the last card. I don't.
1: No, oh, I don't think no. we ever did. Uh, big pro tip. It's, it's, there's not many pro tips in this game. Check your sanity every time because it's very easy to yeah. draw the card, play your hand... Goes to the next person. Then you went, "Oh, actually, I'm insane. I didn't check." And then trying to backward engine, you know, work backwards from there doesn't quite feel right. So it's a very simple thing to do. Just make sure that it, each to each person's turn, they check their sanity. Yes, yeah, so, and that's an important step.
0: So I'm going to be the the negative nihilanthap on this one. <laughs> sure. Um, and and say that my group was a little bit disappointed with the game, uh, to be honest, when we played. Um, grumpy bums the, two things that that, that kind of bums, bummed us out the first was that it felt a little bit like we lost autonomy from regular love letter because there's there is an increased chance in this of just randomly being knocked out because you've got insane cards and in you discard which isn't something you can really control yeah. um, which was it was frustrating particularly for one player at our table it didn't bother me particularly I think <laughs> you know it's it's kind of cool and yeah, if you're playing love letter, it comes with the territory, and the rounds but,
1: are so brief that it, you know, it's not bad unless you just get a stream of bad luck from start to finish, and you're always getting knocked out. Then it might get on top. Yeah, of Yeah,
0: for sure. And the other thing for me is that this is—it's kind of like you've put a very plain picture in a really beautiful frame. It's—it's um, it's still love letter, and and it's not a deep game. It's a very light game, which isn't my jam. But
2: I can see that
0: it is a lot of people's. So I'll
1: definitely go into this. Is like you know we said it's a card deduction game at the top of the show. It's definitely still filler. It's it definitely. Yeah. And and, again, this is probably where we're getting into the realms of who would you play it with? Mm. You you wouldn't want to play this with your hardcore gamers unless you were in between board games. You know, you play one big board game, you're setting up, packing up. bang out a game of Lovecraft later in between. That's where this belongs. Or it's one of those things where you've got like a bunch of people coming over and you just want something light that you can tell them super quick they're going to get it. It kind of looks complicated and... Involved and people will enjoy feeling like they're into something that's complicated and involved. But like Jamie says, it's not taking you to any great depth. No. It takes you a few rounds yeah. to get going, and yeah. then you hit a stride,
2: and, and, and it becomes. But that's it from, goes to order. That's but without anybody being there to tell you how to play. You know? also,
0: also, important difference between this and original Love Letter, I think original Love Letter <coughs> is pretty good as an introductory game for people who are coming into, into gaming, but I wouldn't use Lovecraft Letter for that.
1: Oh, I no, too, like, I wouldn't. Mean, I there's a bit
0: too much going on. <laughs>
1: I don't know because love, love letters. The original love Letter's got just the you know the the, the theme of it doesn't grab me. I, I play the game. I enjoy the game. Yeah,
2: I've I have the the uh, Can I uh, Factory limited edition version, you and certainly I also have. and I also have the Batman love letter. Um, now I've Batman love letter. I didn't really gel with uh, because that, that kind of had an opposite of thing. It was, it was very original in itself. You were accumulating your Batman tokens a very different way. Uh, but going back to the original love letter, it became very automatic. It was very quick for the rounds, but then it got to a point where it completely lost any flavor. You were you were just, I think, as David said earlier, you were just accruing these tokens of affection which didn't even become tokens of affection; they just became tokens. Bang, bang, bang! I've got thirteen, I win, mm-hmm. uh, or seven, or whatever it was. I can't remember. Uh, yep. But in this, it kind of it still kept the pace of the game. It was still quick, but it actually had the effect of slowing you down a little bit because there was this extra step of, "Am I sane? Am I insane? Oh, great! I'm sane. I can. I know definitely. I can take my turn with confidence until you draw a card that you know stuffs you over." Uh But or I'm insane. There's a very good chance I could be ejected from this round. So there's that tension element as you flip over the card from the draw pile. Oh, yeah. and, definitely. Yes, and it's it's same card. Oh, phew! I live. I can live Cheap for easy another round. Thrills. You know?
1: Boom. We're in. And
2: I really like <laughs> that. But yeah. It didn't seem like I was rushing because I've played Love Letter with with uh between four and like seven other players.
1: I think seven.
2: Six, I think you can go that high, can't it?
1: Just to say, say a number, Matt. Be, You'll be fine. I think it's like six or seven. Oh, this, something like this game. This is oh, two, this to one, six. two to six.
2: Yes, okay. It was six players. So I've played it with its maximum number. And it, we were zipping through rounds so quickly that I hate to say it, but it was after a, a little game. while it, it, like, it became mature, yeah. it became great, I'm just okay. Just I'm wanting someone else thing. to win <laughs> yeah. so that we can stop playing it. You're just too good at it Matt, I think. No no no, I wasn't, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't even winning. I wasn't even winning. And and I was I was waiting for somebody else to win so we could just stop playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh whereas I, I didn't I mean, okay, we haven't played this overly enough for me to You're talking about
0: the the Batman one, yeah?
2: No, I'm talking about the original. I've, I've, oh, right, I've only sure. played the Batman one a couple of times because, uh, and yeah. I didn't
1: really like it as much. Not that I, not that I want to finish on the negatives, but my, my negative comment that I wrote down, I said it has replayability, but it's not full of laughs to keep you going all night long. You know, like <laughs> no. One Night no, Ultimate no, no, Werewolf. No. Yeah. You, you can play this over and over and over again, but One Night Ultimate Werewolf, you, when you finish playing that, you always want another game. You always want another game. This, you know, you can play f- three, four games, like yeah. f- three, four games, and you go, all right, we're done, we're done. Like Ultimate Werewolf, you'd go, no, let's go again, let's do it, because he's probably drunk there, by then as well.
0: <laughs> it's, not, it's not all negatives. I mean, there, there are some big positives in this game. I spent the entire time we were playing pretty much just staring at the game because it is so pretty. It is such a nice game to have on the table.
2: Yeah. The, I'm just looking at the back of the rule book, and this is something we picked up on, which is really nice. Uh, Kenneth Heights. Uh, who oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Seiji Kanai and Vincent Detrait who is the uh, art graphic artist? Um, they've got their likenesses as the investigator characters on that card, so which is a nice touch. It's incorporating the actual designers of the game into cool. the design. Is a very nice uh, homage, mm. I guess.
1: Yeah, it is. It's very good, and and you know, the game itself admits to it because right below that there's a big logo that says five, five minute, minute fun, fun. Yeah. which is a lie because it's not five <laughs> minutes. It'll take you longer than that, but. That's what they're saying. Is this is just a quickie? You yeah, know? it's yeah. a quick game. They're not going to offer you a, a long, fruitful, romantic lifestyle. It's just, a, <laughs> it's just a quickie.
2: The rule book itself. It's Not uh, that kind of love letter. No, no. The rule book itself uh, quite well laid out. It's it's uh, fifteen fifteen pages long, but half of that is actually just description of the cards. cues on the cards, yeah. really? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, it's it's yes faq F- exactly with a little bit of flavor text which is nice because that they don't have room for that on the card uh the silver key for example gives you a little bit of a a uh, description of what that actually is where it's origin and then it goes into what the card text is and then it gives you a situation on where on how to resolve a uh, a situation where it comes up so mm. so that's all useful information uh the v- book in general is very very nice uh all there right. was there was something about the rule book which I found was a bit of a problem, and I think I was, we it was talking the wording. About the, the difference wording. between the wording between the card, the reference check card, and the
1: rule book yeah. was inconsistent. Because the the card no, it was the cards are just done for brevity. It's the, between the cards and the reference cards because uh, they just want um, a brief version of it on the um, on the reference card. Yeah. So I think I think maybe the card rules out or the, you know. Yeah. Anyway, the, I, I did
2: have one one negative, okay, for me, and that was to do with the reference cards because the reference cards are double dual-sided, uh, sane effects and insane effects on the other side. It's a dead giveaway when you're using the card and looking at a particular side.
1: Well, it's the, I it's a giveaway be, of what you have in your hand. You just got to be a, bit, a little bit covert. I thought that at first, but then I found that I didn't. I could between reading the card in my hand and. Uh, Mm. Flipping it over backwards and forwards and and pulling mysterious faces. After a while, you don't don't need it
2: because the information is directly on the card. You know how many copies of the card are there. So, yeah, it is a beginning sort of problem, but then it goes away because you become familiar.
1: Yeah. And Uh, that's
0: it. Pulling mysterious faces is an essential part of any card game. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Yeah. Okay, for those of you at home who truly want to go insane, we've got Matt's quiz. It's time for Matt's quiz. (laughs)
2: Ready for Matt's quiz? After that, I am. <laughs> I well, am ready. There's nothing that's going to unprepare you more for Matt's
1: quiz than actually doing Matt's quiz. Cheers, Dan. Oh, by the way, Daniel news. Uh, inspired by Dan'l, I did a complete rap on the MTG uh, intro for the last pod. What was that? 104. And how did that work for inspired you? Inspired by Daniel? It wasn't any good, but, you know, I tried. <laughs> I'm, I'm a white middle class man. What am I supposed to do? I Can't rap. But I tried. You try it. and that's the main... That's the important thing. No, the thing. important thing yeah. is it's all Daniel's fault for <laughs> suggesting
2: it. <laughs> damn, damn you, Danil. Yeah, Daniel
0: right. does add to this show quite a lot. Yeah.
2: <laughs> a... All right, um, have you guys got a pen or a scribbler or a slate or a chisel or... Yeah, yeah. You a don't, fountain you pen don't need full of blood, that. whatever you like. I'm a, I'm a middle-aged I white have, man.
0: I but I demand that you quiz me now.
2: Question one. <clears throat> yes. According to Tennyson...
1: Oh, shit. I don't know.
2: It's better to have loved and lost yeah. than never to have... Uh, is it what? something to
1: do with masturbation? Well, no. that's up
2: to you. <laughs> that's up to your memory. Hmm. It's better to have loved and lost than never to have...
1: What? It's better to have loved lost than to never have watched it at all. Something like that? He's giving away all his best stuff now. <laughs> Jamie, don't, don't
2: don't, listen to him. He's trying to just... straight. <laughs> Lead you astray. Mm. That's question one. Question two. Yeah. Name the other half of these doomed romances. Okay. All right. Uh, David and...
1: (laughs) Goliath. Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. David and Alison Brie. (laughs) Oh, oh, we'll see you soon, Alison. All right. Romeo
2: and... (laughs) Right. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Bonnie and... Yeah, Jack and... (laughs) Uh, Hang on, no. Jack and... (laughs) And last one, Scarlet and... Johansson. Is that (laughs) one playing it right? Uh, No, you're playing it absolutely wrong. But anyway. Okay. (laughs) So name the other half of these Doom romances. Romeo and... Bonnie and... Jack and... Scarlet and... Okay. Mm. Now... I will preface this as I read it out. There are some, there
1: are a couple of alternative answers, and I will will accept both. Are you saying that? I will accept both. A man named. There are more than there's more than one man named Jack out there in the world who's had a failed romance. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And if you name any of them, yeah. Uh, what if it's just I the Jack it. that I know from work who's just had the almost the worst luck ever? Yeah. No. Okay. No. Right. I'll call you back on that. There's more
0: one. than one Jack in the world. The things you learn on Matt's quiz. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: what you know is you don't know Jack shit. Question mm. three stalk is the correct answer. Yeah, go <laughs> Which official love letter spin-off features a starship and a flying garden?
1: Huh. Oh, no now, this is them.
2: where you're going to wish I talked about the variants and the expansions. No, no one's wishing that. Matt. <laughs> Which official love letter spin-off yeah. features a starship and a flying garden? A starship and a flying garden, Yeah. yeah. Okay. Question four. Which of the following has not been made into a love letter version?
1: Oh, yeah. Which of the
2: following has not been made into a love letter version?
1: Yeah.
2: Batman? Mm-hmm. Adventure Time? hmm Munchkin? Mm-hmm. The Thing? hmm Archer? Oh. Star Wars? Yeah. The Hobbit? Ah. So which of those has not been made into a love letter version?
1: Yeah.
2: Or variant? I think... You are right there, Jamie, or do you need the list again? I'm
0: big in Japan. I, I think I got it. It's okay.
2: Cool. Big Question guy. five. Uh, these are song lyrics, and I'd like you to give me the artist. Okay? I'll tell you the name of the... S- no, no. i tell you what. If you can give me the artist, <laughs> it's big. worth a point. If you can give me... No, oh, no. The name of the song... It's a point. If you can give me the artist, it's an extra point. So it's Capital European cities beginning with what letter? <laughs> no, oh, sorry. Give me the...
1: Yeah, all right. No,
2: go. go. I'm sure I'll figure it out. Uh, 5A. There's actually... There's three of them. Uh, I'll write home every day and I'll send all my loving to you. Right. Well, so who is, is the, the name of the song and the oh, artist? Okay. Okay. I'll write home every day and I'll send all my loving to you. Okay, 5B. Mm-hmm. Ooh, baby, Signed, sealed, right. <laughs> Ooh, baby, here I am. Signed, sealed, delivered, I'm yours. Ooh, baby, here I am. Signed, sealed, delivered, I'm yours. Who is the artist? What's the song? Yeah. And 5C. I'll be back home, my baby. She wrote me a letter. That sounded terrible the way I read that. <laughs> give it, give
1: it. <laughs> I'll try again.
2: it let me try again. Say it again. Do it with a bit of feeling. I'll be back home. Yeah. My baby, she wrote me a letter. Oh, that's better. That's I'll better. I'll be back home, my baby. Mm. She wrote my baby, she wrote me a letter. Okay. Yeah. Question six. Uh, these are actual love letters... That were Mm. written correspondence between two people. Uh, I want you to give me the missing thing. I have, yeah. Not to do (laughs) that, man. I picked like I picked three out. Yeah, so it's not all favourites. Yeah, three (laughs) favourites. Putting it out
0: there, reading other people's love letters is a (laughs) big creepy man. Six,
2: and uh, and and
1: these are just from his (laughs) favourite ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Six A. In a letter from by Frida Kahlo to Diego Rivera. Oh yeah 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 right yeah. Yeah, Frida. I ask for (laughs) violence in the nonsense and you, you give me grace, your light and your warmth. I'd like to blank you. What's the blank? Oh. All right. Uh, Yeah, it's blankety blanks. Okay. Oh, hang on. Is that copyright? Could I say blankety blanks? Sure, sure, sure. I don't think it's made anymore, is it? I don't know. I don't think they're listening. (laughs) I I ask for violence in the nonsense and you give me grace your light and your warmth i'd like to blank you is is it blank the shit out of you is that what that's what you to want to tell me okay right yes in this next letter from emily dickinson to susan gilbert <laughs> far out susie uh, my darling for every word i say my heart is full of blank <laughs> Jamie's clicking away You're on a type a, What do you want A, a, a Tom I'm Hanks type typewriter yeah. You're not typing It Sounds no. like you are you doing Then What's he's, going on with it? I'm
0: not yeah. doing I'm writing
2: <laughs> Oh okay You're writing very Feverently then I guess On a keyboard Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Emily Dickinson To Susan Gilbert yeah, yeah this
0: is what A keyboard sounds like
2: That's a keyboard Yeah Now what's That's you writing
0: This is my pen
2: Oh, okay. All right. They do sound similar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, was, that sounded like Emily Dickinson writing. <laughs> Possibly. This third letter. <laughs> what is this? Is this 6C? I've lost count. I've not been... Yeah, 6C. I've yep. not really been playing. 6C. <laughs> 6C. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, i am paying attention. Uh, so she wants to write a letter.
2: This one. Yeah. Is correspondence between Napoleon Bonaparte oh, okay. yeah. to Josephine. Oh, yeah. I've heard about okay. them too. The charms of the... Mm. Blank... Josephine, kindle continually a burning and glowing flame in my heart.
1: Oh, okay. No. Oh, the yeah.
2: flames of the yeah. blank, Josephine, <laughs> kindle continually
1: a burning and glowing flame in my heart. Okay, I'm hoping I'll get some of these back on the read through later, possibly. Hmm.
2: And last question number seven. Boy, we got seemed like we got here really quick. No, I didn't. Keep going. (laughs) Which abstract board game follows the progression of a couple's of, of a couple's efforts to stay together? So, which abstract board game follows the progression of a couple's efforts to stay together?
1: That's like a pandemic legacy when me and Fiona try and play it. (laughs)
2: that's exactly what i was thinking of when
1: i wrote this answer but okay but this is more about the the, the people the couple that's trying to stay together yeah are in the game there is a specific game that's just purely it's about about that that. yeah okay all right yeah interesting are you ready
2: for some answers jamie
0: as ready as i'm gonna be
2: (laughs) excellent uh question one according to tennyson it's better to have loved and lost than never to have jamie I loved it all, David. Yeah, I loved it all. Okay, point each. Well done. Mm-hmm. That's your warm up question. Yeah, yeah, that was good.
1: Was this is your second warm up question. Yeah.
2: Question two: Name the other half of these doomed romances. Romeo and David. Oh, Juliet. Jamie.
0: Also Juliet.
2: Okay, you're correct. Bonnie and Jamie. Clyde. David. Oh, I put Claudette. No, no, Cl- Clyde. Clyde. I Claudette. Claudette. Uh, here, this is the fun one. Yeah. Jack. And Jill and Jamie.
0: <laughs> I said Jack and Rose, but I really wanted to say Jack and
2: Diane. <laughs> <laughs> I was, didn't that end badly? I did have that one in my mind because hmm. didn't end badly by the end of it. But the answer, uh, Jack and Jill, yeah, sure, why not? No, they, I mean, he fell, fell down, down and broke his crown. Yeah, so, I mean, exactly. I There's well, a point. They're probably brother and sister, though. You but can, who
1: knows what they got up to in those you days? You can have a point. Yeah. Uh,
2: Jamie, you can also have a point because it was... Uh, Jack and Rose Jack. Who's Jack and Rose? Jack Dawson He was uh, Leonardo DiCaprio And uh, Oh Titanic Kate Winslet
1: Titanic Yeah. Oh, okay no, And the last one Jamie Scarlett And Rhett. Oh, what do yeah, you think there Rett. David? I just put Gone with the Wind I couldn't think of it entirely It was
2: Gone with the Wind You know it can have half a point Nah
1: it doesn't matter <laughs> the points the points,
2: don't no, anyway. the points don't matter. So, yeah, Scarlett O'Hara and Rhett Butler. Right. right. Question
1: three. Yeah. Which official love letter spin off? I don't think I've ever seen Gone with the Wind. Seems... Really? No, just seen, you've seen him walk out of the house carrying her or something like that, or he's yelling something, isn't just, I've he? I've never seen Casablanca. No, I haven't seen oh, that either, but I've seen him get on the then. plane at the end. Yeah,
2: no. All I point? saw was The Simpsons version where, yeah. you know, that was it. That's all you need to see. <laughs> Casablanca.
0: Casablanca is a beautiful, beautiful movie.
2: You should watch it. Play it again, Sam. Is that it? Is that was Casablanca? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that, it was. That
0: is Casablanca. Well, that, that's not Casablanca. That line is not actually in the movie. But yes, that's Casablanca. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I
1: remember that song being on the radio as a kid. Loads and there's loads. That was probably three times. Because you know, when you're a kid, you, know, you hear it three times. You go, oh, "Was not that the again? You must remember, remember this. This oh, is just, just a kiss. Yeah, that one. Yeah, awesome."
2: Hmm. Uh, question three. Which official Love Letter spin off features a starship and a
1: flying garden, David? It's a classic. Uh, where have I got it here? Uh, Star Realms letter. Oh, that is so. <laughs> I want that to be true. <laughs> That's. Oh, okay.
2: But it's not. It's uh, Jamie?
0: I wasn't sure what you meant here, whether you meant a version of Love Letter or. Lost Legacy, which is a separate game but has a flying garden in it. <clears throat> I
2: did call it a spin off. So, Jamie, you're correct. Lost Legacy. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Uh, yeah, it's uh, not, not, it has a lot of the same mechanics as Love Letter. However, it's, not- yeah, they, they actually call it a spin off because there's a
1: different uh, focus and outcome. Well, mine general. wasn't so much of a spin off as a spin out because when I said it, you went, <laughs> oh, wow, yeah, that's a good idea. And I spun you out. Yeah, so nice, that's the same nice thing. I think that's half a point as well.
2: Question four. Which of the following has not been made into a Love Letter version? Uh, Batman, Adventure Time, Munchkin, The Thing, Archer, Star Wars,
1: The Hobbit. Uh, mm. Jamie, what's your answer?
0: I would play the shit out of Love Letter, The Thing.
1: David, what's <laughs> your answer? I, went with, I was thinking that, but then when Star Wars came up, I thought, well, that's a licensing, a weird licensing thing, and this is my reasoning. And I thought, The Thing's probably going to go off in Japan and... And so they would have done it. So I thought I'm with Star Wars. Well, Jamie, you've got the point. It is The Thing. And that, yeah. I, that would be an
2: awesome version of, of Love Ladder. Um, did you know there's a, there was recently a Kickstarter which featured the original story, The Thing, so not the, based on the movie, uh, which did really, really well, which looks like it creates that whole tension. It's a survival horror Game. yeah yeah i'm looking forward to that mm. i can't remember what it's called though uh i think it's called in from the cold or something like that what was the name of the book that thing was uh, hang on? on a second
0: i'll look it up on my um, my keyboard that i have yeah while you did that i'm gonna to go to
2: question five <laughs> yeah yeah do that uh so question five i'll write home every day and i'll send all my loving to you david was of course uh, that was the all my loving by the beatles that's correct yeah. So, Jamie, if you had that, you get a point too.
0: Uh, I had all my loving. I didn't know it was the Beatles. Okay, uh, it's from Who Go- Who Goes There is the name of the
2: That's it, that's the name of the game. Yeah. Uh, 5B. Ooh, baby, here I am, signed, sealed, delivered, I'm yours. Was of course Jamie.
0: Stevie Wonder in the song Signed,
1: Sealed Delivered. <laughs> oh, no, it sure the- is. <laughs> the answer was in the question. I love that. And the last one.
2: <laughs> Uh, Well, you asked for more transparency. You got it. (laughs) I can't guarantee you'll get it every week. Uh, Every month. I'll be back home. My baby, she wrote me a letter. David was, of course, the famous song by... I I don't know. I don't know who that is. Oh, really? No. Okay. Jamie?
0: Uh, Sounds like something Bing Crosby would say.
2: Well, in fact, it was Joe Cocker, and the song was called The Letter. (laughs) What the... Right, I'll yeah, be okay. back home.
1: Uh, I'll be back home.
2: My baby, she wrote me anyway. Who mm. cares? Uh, question that's six.
0: That's I should know that. There you
1: go. <laughs> got, got so many Joe Cocker songs. I can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not Joel Cocker. Joel. Joel. Yeah. Joel, yeah, Joel Cocker. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> question
2: six. I'm very familiar with his work. In a letter, Frida Kahlo. In a letter from Frida Kahlo to Diego Rivera. Oh, sorry, right. I ask for violence in the nonsense, and you, you give me grace, your light and your warmth. I'd like to. Bl- what you, David? Um, fuel. Uh, what you, Jamie? Snuggle. Oh, they're both nice answers. Yeah. The real answer is paint. I'd like to paint you. Oh, okay. Frida Kahlo was a painter. Oh, okay. Uh, is she the one pretty with obvious the, there. the mono brow? Yes. But, um, yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, that's good. That pretty
2: obvious good. when you think about it. But anyway, mm-hmm. Emily Dickinson. I haven't, I haven't seen that movie. No, neither have I. No. Uh, I just rated her uh, diary. Emily yeah. Dickinson to Susan Gilbert. Right. Susie, my darling, for every word I say, my heart is full of... Jamie, what? You. What do you think there, David? I put strepsils. Fair enough. Yeah. But the answer is, in fact, you. Oh, Jamie, yeah. you got it. My heart is full of you. What's and in that famous letter from by Napoleon to Josephine, the charms of the something oh. Josephine...
1: This was C. I thought that was D. Oh, no, no it's C. Probably.
2: There's no D. Okay. Uh, David said so the charms of the Loins. Loins. Yeah. The charms of the loins. Yeah. Josephine Kindle continually.
1: Yeah. What well, do you think true. there, Jamie? It means he wants to bang her, but he wants to bang her in a kind of an old fashioned way, so he doesn't want to come out <laughs> and say it in a porny, two. <laughs> so tooth- he says well. He says loins. loins. She knows what he's saying. <laughs> he knows who he's driving at, but he's not, you know, being overt. I love it. Yeah. Jamie, what do you think?
0: Oh, I said the charms of the voodoo shaman.
1: Which is the
2: the charms of the voodoo shaman Josephine. Mm. Now, I, I, I think this is all in the, uh, the, the um, that stuff that you put in stuff to make it make sense. Make the stuff, yeah. Yeah, oh God. The <laughs> charms of the incomparable Josephine kindle continually a burning and glowing flame in my heart. Well,
0: that's just inaccurate. I can compare her to
2: things.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Bonaparte, you liar. We're up to date with the Corsica A to Zs from 17, whenever it was. Last one, question
2: seven. (laughs) Yeah. Which abstract board game follows the progression of a couple's efforts to stay together? Jamie.
0: Um... I
1: said bloodbaltim. <laughs> <laughs> <No, that's... laughs> okay, to keep the league together, you think? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I've I've scribbled out my answer and put what Jamie just said. <laughs> I've got no idea. Um, have a guess. Have a not, guess. I, I, my guess was I could not come up with anything.
2: <laughs> I cannot think of any game. All like right, that. the game is called shoots and ladders, and then we held hands.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, right. you that's you know that? quite
2: a
0: nice-looking game, actually. I, I haven't thought of that. Now that, yeah. that you say it, little abstract game about it does exist.
1: Little abstract game about keeping a relationship together. Again, why not just go out into the world and actually just have just don't have one, have one. Because we don't want to
2: relate to people anymore. We want to we want to relate to people through things. That's, oh, that's you know. isn't it? Social media, board games, yeah, it's just like David
0: games. and I relate to Matt through Matt's quiz. Yeah.
1: This has been. That's <laughs> nice quiz. And this is the theme to Jamie's Top Ten.
2: Simple and hand is a real nice part. There's blobs games free. Needs quiz confuses, weekly geek and MTG. When the homework's done, it's time for fun
0: again. Jamie's Top Ten.
1: Yeehaw! I had to Yeehaw, do indeed. Great very country.
0: <laughs> Lovecraft. Never enjoyed great success during his lifetime, but today he's the inspiration for much of modern horror. Without waxing lyrical about him too much, because frankly everyone knows that I love him, uh, we're going to have a look at Jamie's Top 10 Lovers of Lovecraft. That's his biggest fans, not a collection of 1920s hussies. Jamie
2: Which and a Lovecraft list of sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-R-N-G. Shut up, Matt. You've had your bit. You've
1: done your quiz.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't have given him that Red Bull. It was a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs>
1: My, my All bad. Right.
0: Number 10 on Jamie's Top 10 is Chad Pfeiffer and Chris Lackey. Yeah. Uh, yes. at number 10. yeah, They're coming at number 10 not due to being smaller fans than anybody else on the list, but because they are the no-brainer here. The creators of the HP Lovecraft Literary Podcast where do you find that, David?
1: Uh, HP... Podcraft.com yeah, HP, Podcraft, <laughs> uh, I, And iTunes. friends of the
0: show are prolific yeah. in their passion for HPL. Uh, my favourite of their works outside of the, the, the podcast, is From Beyond the Beyond, which is a short film that they did with their frequent collaborator, collaborator, collaborator Greed Johnson.
2: Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm right on board with these guys. When you introduced me to them, oh, I don't know. A million years uh, ago. Well, it was pretty much when we st- very early on when we started this podcast, actually. Yeah. Um, you told me to listen to those guys, and I did, because I listen to you sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And they were really... Yeah, I, I was right in. It was, they were great. The best their style, way,
1: their delivery. Best the best way to get into Lovecraft that there is is uh, start read them in chronological order and listen to these guys do their podcasts. So it's still available free on iTunes, back catalogue. You yeah. start from number one and work all the way through. They'll tell you the good, the bad, the ugly. And there is some ugly with Lovecraft. It's very hard to say you're a Lovecraft fan because he seems to be was a yeah. bit of a nasty bugger in many ways. But, you know, that's, it, it's, that's part of the
2: ride. They had a lot of a uh, lot of inf- interesting behind the scenes stuff, which I found really interesting. Just those yeah. things that you wouldn't really yeah. have thought of, which like is great. In Red yeah. book. their uh, show, their
0: shows. show is magnificent. Um, but also the the stuff that they do on the side, like they're in, they've they've been in Lovecraftian film. They've uh, mm. they've made these short films that they put up on YouTube that are sort of spoofs of the whole thing. Um, yeah. they're, they're really great.
1: Yeah, I won't I won't say too much more that because the other. Um, people are attached to might come up later on
0: yeah all right number nine on jamie's top 10 is neil gaiman while sometimes explicit in his fandom such as the award-winning story a study in emerald neil gaiman often works subtle lovecraftian themes and styles into his stories from the bizarre mirror world of coralline the old gods of american gods and the thousand tiny references in sandman his fandom is no secret though he talks openly about it and credits lovecraft with helping to create his imagination
1: yeah, and his favorite word, Lovecraftian word, is eldritch as well. So, I saw it on a... Oh, no, no, it was because everything's happening under a... He says something about it. So everything's happening under a gibbous moon and this... Uh, but, I do uh, love, loved I do love, love
0: eldritch, but uh, I'm a bit squamous in
1: my heart. I think that's mm. that's my favorite one. My, my biggest word is that I like which is frog-like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cyclope- Cyclopean? Yep, that's pretty
0: Cyclopean. good. Cyclopean. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: My, my favorite...
1: Actually, my favorite...
2: Gaiman Property is actually what he did with Marvel in uh, Marvel 1602. Uh, yeah, that was I great. I really, really enjoyed that. And he's also got... Uh, it was, it was I never read it, but I watched the adaptation series, uh, Nowhere... Neverwhere. Neverwhere, never, Neverwhere, Neverwhere that yeah. was it, uh, which I yeah. really enjoyed. No spoilers,
1: still got the book to, the, yeah. the book to read.
0: Game and... Of, I mean, of all... Of all the people you're going to hear on this list, in a lot of ways, he's the one who understands Lovecraft's style the best—the the sense of dread that you can build into something without actually ever
1: showing it. Hmm. Yeah, no, Neil Gaiman is just these qualities. Very good writer, very quality. He's style. a
2: great comedian as well. I mean, you've just got to read Good Omens and and, and know you know the 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 bits in there. I mean, oh, is I that the know. one that
1: he did with um, what's his name? Terry though? Pratchett. Yeah. yeah so that so, might, might be Terry Pratchett's work because it is co-written.
2: Well, very yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, true, true. But yeah, The company—the
0: company's built into the British genes, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> uh, number eight is Stephen King. Master of the subtle tentacle, King has taken Lovecraft's concepts and made them, to, made them his own, to the extent of making characters such as Randall Flagg all but openly an incarnation of Nyarlathotep Ny- Ny- and creating his own Arkham Massachusetts in Castle Rock, Maine. Course, King has adopted yeah. the Lovecraft model and the modern world is rewarding him for it in ways that it never did for HPL.
1: Yeah, good
2: stuff. I yeah. largely lost touch with a lot of Stephen King stuff, especially whatever that's come out in the last decade. Uh, I was a big fan of The Stand. Uh, I read, of course, Salem's Lot and, and all those earlier ones. Um,
1: well, get back get back into it. Just keep trying. Yeah. To, it's well, always good to go. Do back you know what's back getting back.
2: me actually interested is listening to uh, uh, Todd on Geek Shock. Right. He's always talking about Because The Dark Tower has just come out recently. Mm. And so he made it one of his little projects to go out and, and actually get through all of those Stephen King books yeah. that relate to that as some way connected to The Dark Tower story. Uh, and, and that got me interested. So, yeah, I think I will go yeah. and pick up someone one, with, or, some two. one of or two. One of the two that I haven't read. Total
1: garbage. But, uh, well, there, there's a enjoyed.
0: new TV show debuting next year called Castle Rock, which is set in his in his imaginary town and just has literally all of these Stephen King characters in it.
2: Yes. Passing through. I did hear about that. Mm. Uh, yeah,
0: it looks interesting.
2: And he's also done collaborations with his sons,
1: which is... Oh, Joe Hill yep. is um, um, brilliant. Joe
0: brilliant. Joe Hill definitely gets an honourable mention. He's not on this list, but Lock and Key is just mm. beautiful and, again, very Lovecraftian.
1: And the Fireman is, is a fabulous read. Yep. What's next?
0: <laughs> Number seven is Rod Serling, creator of The Twilight Zone, Planet of the Apes, and The Outer Limits. Serling loved The Mysterious and loved to give audiences a glimpse into the world that could be just below the surface of their own. His stories drew on Lovecraft both in spirit and directly in the form of short tales based on HBL stories and, the ori- and in original works like Professor Peabody's Last Lecture, uh, an, uh, which was an Outer Limits episode in which the old ones come to Earth during a lecture on the Necronomicon.
2: <laughs> That's the way to do it i somewhat familiar
1: with Twilight Zone.
2: Uh, well, not so much with that. The Outer Limits.
1: I discovered that. It was on a late night telly, you know, when there was just four or five channels. every night, It would be on a regular time, tuned in, Twilight Zone, every night it was on. My God, loved it. Taped it, had VHS tapes full of it.
2: I, I quite like where, you know, the modern incarnations of, of those shows, uh, Black Mirror...
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, but, this, he, um, but the, the Twilight this amazing, Zone stuff it was really hard sorry. back to Ray Bradbury sort of stuff at the time I was reading Ray Bradbury listening to Ray Bradbury audio books yeah. and the Twilight Zone stuff was coming on and it just went together it was such a lovely flavour of the do, age do,
2: do, 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 do,
0: do. he oh, had this amazing great. show that only lasted for two or three years called The Night Gallery mm. uh, where he would it, it was every episode was just like three short films of horror and science fiction and that sort of thing and it was just amazing stuff really really ahead of its time. Really, really clever guy who's shaped a lot of the way that we look at horror now.
2: I would recommend anybody go out and, and find out those find those things that we're talking about because uh, they're well worth your time, even if you just dive in a little way. Yeah, for sure. What's up? Next. Number
0: six is Robert E. Howard, the <laughs> creator of Conan and the only person on the list who actually wrote letters to Lovecraft and <laughs> yeah. got replies. He and HPL were incredibly different people but Howard so admired Lovecraft's tales that he accepted the author's invite to include mythos elements in the stories of Conan, Cull, and Solomon Kane.
1: Yeah. yeah. And Lovecraft used to encourage that as well. He, he was quite happy with other writers um, using his uh, world inventions mm. and um, expanding on them. And, and, that, and that was really cool. And, yeah. It is very cool. I think I think Robert E. Howard was really young as well when um, he, he was. First yeah, started yeah about so. um, I Just another podcast worth checking
2: out is the Cromcast because they go into Robert E. Howard's back catalogue, really in depth. Uh, and he, like you said, he was a very different author to, to H. Uh, P. He wrote, wrote a lot of fight fiction and stuff like that. He was very much into the more uh, visceral. Uh, combative nature of these sorts of things, whereas h p was more into the psychological and the uh the the sort of the unseen horror
0: <laughs> i uh, i really dig conan like i 've read all the original stories i 've read all the comics, so I love that character and that worldview that he has of you know being one man against civilization
2: definitely <laughs> um yeah, I, I, I'm really... I, I can't stand what they've done with these new films regarding him. Um, regarding who? Conan. Conan, Conan, the character Conan. Was just, Arnie was, was great. Was. I, I really enjoyed Arnie's portrayal of Conan. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, yeah, the adaptations think of the, of the new, women. Uh, it was great. It <laughs> was new, classic. The new Conan
1: adaptations like the Arnold Schwarzenegger one that he did like 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> right, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. yeah,
2: well, who, who, who's done it recently? Jasmine Momoa. right Jason Momoa. Jason that's right. Momoa recently Although, really? did him. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: um, apparently there's there's another Conan movie with Schwarzenegger happening called King Conan.
2: Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I think that got shelved though. Um, yeah, it, uh,
0: they did some promotional posters and things, but I haven't seen anything since then, so I don't
2: know. Well, what's up, Doc? What's next?
0: Number five is Mike Mignola, comic artist and writer, creator Hellboy. of Hellboy and and concept graphic artists for films like Bram Circus, Dracula, Blade Two, and Batman the Animated Series. Mignola loves to take Lovecraftian elements and use them in a darkly comic way. He combined his two great fandoms into one of my favourite books of all time, Batman, The Doom That Came to Gotham, in mm. which a 1920s pulp Batman battles all of his rogues who are actually touched by the lurker on the threshold, a coming Lovecraftian entity.
1: Yeah, there's other uh, things... when you're reading Hellboy, there's loads of references to stuff. It's like when you... When you uh, read a Batman comic, you know, and it's like uh, Arkham Asylum, you know, that's a a nod of the head to Lovecraft. same same with Hellboy. There's loads of stuff like that. Nothing comes to mind just at the moment. But uh, I think some of them landed in the movies as well. Mm. But Mike McNulloch is great in that he has art that I initially did not like. Uh, I got into him because I liked Hellboy and I wanted to read more about Hellboy. And now I love that kind of his his artwork for some usual beautiful thick black tomes of his that are collected, um, like uh, trade papers of Hellboy that are really worth getting. I'm a little bit silent. I really
0: really love his style. And that comic, The Doom Who Came to Gotham, is fantastic. I've got a a print-up on the wall, actually, um, of Lovecraft drawn by Mike Mignola. It's very cool. (laughs) Cool.
2: I have to say, I I don't, I'm not really, well, yes, okay, of course, I know of those titles. I've never really read them, so uh, I'm not familiar with his work, but uh i i totally agree with everything you say that because yeah. um it's all it's it's popular it's it's in pop culture uh he continually he obviously uses the themes that have been well used across many many generations almost uh yeah, so yeah it I, keeps coming back yeah, it, it makes me want to go back and have a look at, at that sort of thing. So, even though I've not got much to say on that, uh, I would definitely be keen to go back and have
1: a look and see what it is. you can just go and I'm get Volume One, Hellboy. And, uh, it's and where read start. no more. You didn't just read that and you'd, you'd have a great yeah. time. It's good I will. Yeah, fun. I'll do that. <laughs> All right. The number store.
0: four is Jeffrey Combs, a Lovecraftian actor, if such a thing is possible. Mm. Combs is a character actor par excellence from his work in Lovecraftian film series The Reanimator to the sinister Weyoun, the comical Brunt, and the misunderstood Shran on Star Trek, as well as playing Lovecraft himself and Edgar Allan Poe on the stage. He's also a prominent <laughs> voice actor doing turns in Scooby-Doo, Marvel Superhero Squad, various DC features, and as the big bad, Brainiac, in Injustice 2 earlier this year.
1: Wow, never heard of this guy, mm. ever.
0: You, you would know this guy's voice if you heard him. Yeah. Um, he, is, he is quite famous in terms of voice acting. <laughs>
2: I, yeah, familiar, but I, I know of him, but not not overly familiar. So,
0: yeah. Did you uh, at some stage check him out on Wikipedia, he has been in more Lovecraft films than anybody else. That's it's probably why I haven't seen him
1: because every time I've gone near a Lovecraft film, it's usually been pretty bad. So uh... but they
0: they generally are. It's yeah. true. <laughs> sort of like sort of like Stephen King, although he seems to have broken the trend with it.
1: No, no, the tip for Stephen King movies is if it says Stephen King's something, then it's bad. <laughs> if it's The Green Mile, and as the movie credits roll, it says, from a short story by Stephen King, it'll be good. <laughs> yeah, The short, The Shawshank Redemption. By Stephen and, King. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, if it was <laughs> Stephen King's Shawshank Redemption, it'd be garbage. Yeah, The Stand, uh, same thing. Although that TV series was bad.
2: Oh,
0: I didn't it was, that, that, bad. that didn't stop me enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Number three. Guillermo del Toro. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Del Toro's mission in life has been to convey Lovecraft's visuals to the world by his films. From the disturbing Pan's Labyrinth to the Kaiju of Pacific Rim to the ghost story Crimson Peak and the Lovecraftian adventure of Hellboy, Del Toro brings HBO's world real enough to touch. One of his goals has always been to bring it the mountains of madness to the screen, although he's had trouble finding a studio that will do it justice.
1: That's what I was uh, gonna say. Who is it? Was, uh, At the Mountains of Madness. That's the one that I don't even think he's in. Oh, I suspect he might not even be in, uh, believing himself that that's going to happen. But mm-hmm. it's just some sort of um, tool to negotiate for a big budget for a movie. Because every time that At the Mountains of Madness is maybe on the cards. He always says, okay, it's a big tentpole movie theater, yeah. which means it's a big woofy blockbuster. I need a trillion dollars for it. <laughs> and he says, and it will be R-rated, and no one will fund an R-rated movie with that much <laughs> not, money.
0: Not only R-rated, but also no female leads.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so it's it's doomed not to get backed, but I don't know if that's his way, you know, there's some way of playing the Hollywood game, and then he gets money for something else. But the scary thing was last time it seemed like it was going to happen. um, Part of the rumours were that Tom Cruise had been uh, tipped as one of, yeah. one of the the main leads, so everybody was just shit in the pants and just going, "Oh no, don't let it be made." And Tom Cruise would be the main guy, <laughs> so we were kind of happy for that one to disappear. But wow, Galero no, del Toro! Really, I... Galermo del Tomo, Toro is just fantastic, and everything <sighs> but the TV show, The Strain, should be watched and read and enjoyed.
2: I think
0: I I don't mind The Strain.
1: Yeah,
0: I, I especially like the books, though.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's, he's great. I, I enjoy everything he's done so far. To be honest, I, I really have.
1: The troll market, um, just in alone in in Hellboy is just fantastic. Yeah, it's so, beautiful. Yeah, I I'd really like <laughs> well, to see that made. For
2: quite a while he was also
0: attached to the Justice League Dark movie that they're trying to make. Oh, right. uh, which that would have been cool. I would've I would like to see Guillermo del Toro doing Constantine, I think that would work really well.
1: Mm. I think it's just good to have people like European Brains working on Hollywood movies because we get a different take on it and that's kind of what's broken the mould on all that stuff that we got fed in the 80s, which was terrible.
0: (laughs) Number two on Jamie's top ten is Sandy Peterson, primarily known for his work with (laughs) the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game, the seventh edition, of which is completely amazing. He also created the Ghostbusters RPG, much of the lore and levels for the original PC game Doom and Cthulhu Wars, one of the top-earning tabletop kickstarters of all time. Peterson's knowledge of HPL is encyclopedic, and he is truly an epic fan.
1: Yep, yeah, Sandy, thumbs up. Definitely.
2: <laughs> uh, nothing. Nothing I think, compares to to the the earlier work there. Um, it, it's really out of all of the RPGs and D and D aside. Uh, Call of Cthulhu has always been right up there with it in popularity, um, probably from from a side of role playing games. A bit more cult Opposite, yeah, a little bit more cult though. following, but um, I, I, I the game has hasn't changed too much over the time. Whereas D and D has gone through multiple iterations of, of very broad sweeping changes. Call of Cthulhu, on the up, by comparison, has stayed. Very true to its course. There hasn't been ever really any major.
1: Was it, was it you that played with him? Did a? Did you play? With uh, him? No,
2: that was Justin. Oh, Justin. Right. Justin played. Sat down with him and played That's at right, yeah. um, at uh, PAX. Pax last year or a couple of years That's ago. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
0: Um, I mean, this guy. I think he's been on uh, on the HP Lovecraft Literary Podcast once or twice as well. Um, but he is just. He just knows it all, you know. Like he literally understands Cthulhu backwards. He plays with the mythos all over the place. Uh, it's, it's beautiful. I and, love his work.
1: Yeah,
2: good stuff. One thing uh, we didn't mention in terms of uh, Del Toro was his new movie, uh, The Shape of Water.
0: That does look pretty amazing. Yeah,
2: I think that's going to be something that's worth going to be very worth watching. I mean, yeah. I know it's the same. It's affiliated Hellboy. with Hellboy, but. Uh, Yeah, looking forward to that. Sure, that's nice. Uh, What a a great! We can
0: can talk about that more on our Del Toro podcast.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's that's another awesome top ten, Jamie. You
0: still got number one? We still have number one to go. Oh, sorry, my mistake, Matt. So number one red wearing off. (laughs) uh, If I could have a, a synthetic a synthesized drum roll, is John Carpenter. Composer and director of everything good about the 1980s. Carpenter's horrific <laughs> visions Carpenter's horrific visions of the otherworldly and, uh, and just crazy uh, Lovecraftian stuff. From Halloween to Big Trouble in Little China to The Thing, all draw absolutely directly from Lovecraft. His greatest work in this field is the amazing film In the Mouth of Madness, in which the, an author makes contact with the old ones and brings about the end of the world. The author Sutter Kane clearly writes in the King and Lovecraft mode and has all the trappings of the mythos.
2: He's got so many great movies, and the eighties—just looking at the just the major, most prominent ones: uh, Halloween, The Thing, They Live, Escape from New York, The Fog, Assault on Precinct Thirteen. All of them are very much cult movies. Very much so.
0: He's pretty incredible, and he's a, he's apparently coming back this year to do. Uh, another Halloween film with Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, it's uh, sort yes. of all going in circles.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, he's also, well, he did Christine. Is that right? Christine? The oh, no, one Tim about King. the killer yeah, yeah. car? Yeah. Oh, Tim but, but he I directed...
0: mean, if you like Stranger Things, you will love John Carpenter because it is the, from, from the theme music to the actual action inside to the monsters' visuals, everything there. Is based on his work. Hmm. Um, this is a man who who had a vision in his head of what Lovecraft stories looked like and brought it to the screen.
1: I think it was on Mike Mara not too long ago as well, so you'll probably be able to get it on uh, the WTF podcast uh, about 40, 50 episodes ago, so it might still be free. <laughs> Good interview. Yeah, uh,
2: very cool. I just and looked, that's Sammy top 10.
1: Yeah, that's cool. awesome. Well done, Jamie. <laughs> It's and Twos. Neats and, twos. and twos. <laughs> All right. Uh, into the uh, Neats and Twos segment of the podcast, winding it up. With yes. A bit of uh, news that's going around in, in the world of what we live in. Uh, what's you going Any need and Twos over there, Matt? Uh, basically, Legend of the Five Rings has kicked off the CCG,
2: TCG, LCG, something right. CG. Yeah. Uh, that's, it's been
1: huge everywhere. Though. Yeah, that's yeah really big. Game it's Busters.
2: had a massive release. Yeah. Um,
1: Good Games Cannington are uh, holding Sold events. Sold out most places. Yeah, yeah. some big turnouts. It was like 40, 50 people in one of the Eastern States uh, Good Games stores I saw. So that's really yeah, that's that exciting. Yeah, that
0: was Melbourne. They did really well with it. Yeah,
1: Melbourne. Uh, PAX is coming up.
2: PAX uh, Melbourne. So that's going to be yeah, really exciting. Yeah, PAX is on
1: next week. Uh, Aaron and I will be going over to the GGMC, Good Games Magic Championship Finals, yeah. where we've got uh, someone from just about every state in Australia plus a guy from Manny from Indianapolis. Nice. Uh, and, yeah, they'll be bringing their, their decks together. It's got me watching some uh, some of the uh, decks that have been used in um, the Pro Tours and things, getting used to all that. So we'll hopefully bring you a good coverage of that event, and uh, we'll, we'll get a, a happy winner, who will be the inaugural yeah. winner of the Good Games Magic Championship oh, final. Awesome. so to no watch And I'll try for. to use this for it. So <laughs> do you, Aaron. Oh, that's an interesting card. <laughs> oh, he's card drawn there. a card. Yeah. Can't on, get a close. Yeah. Look at
2: that card. That none card looks that. like it's a green one. That, none of that. Green none card. That. Shut up, Matt.
1: <laughs> Jamie, what, what have you got? <laughs> Need some twist on. So, um,
0: I was having a chat the other day to Eliza, who manages our Top Ride store, and she has a display in there of, uh, of Seven Land Hand Games every month. Sure. Yep. She had, she had some people come in and want to buy a copy of Unearth. They were very excited about it. They saw the signs and said, hey, can we have the 10% off? And she said, what's the password? And they said, we don't know. We don't listen to the show. So oh. she didn't give them 10% off.
1: Get out. <laughs> so Go back the moral and of the listen. story
0: is, if you know someone who's not listening to the show, you should probably tell them to so that they can get cheaper games.
1: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Absolutely. And there's a, there's a promo card with Unearth as well. So, that, you know, it would have been a great time to get in and get it. You'd probably just run out of time on that. Um, there is. Lovecraft letter, you're going to get a, a beautiful game, 10% off with the password, guys.
0: I'm not insane.
1: I'm not insane. And you get to say that at every round that you're not insane for from then on, <laughs> from whenever you're playing.
2: So and The
0: more you overacted, the better a person you are.
1: I can imagine you're just walking into the store, you know, everything's perfectly quiet, and you just shout out, I'm not insane! Yeah, that'll work. And then, uh, yeah. Uh, I've had a few people, can you dig it? I've heard that across the counter a few times. Can you that's dig it? That's excellent. Yeah. Um, so that, that's the, the offer for 10% off Lovecraft letter is I'm not insane. So, everyone in Top Ride, get your ear holes around that. Think about it. Keep it in your brain. Walk into the store. Say it. I'm not insane. And get yourself 10% off Lovecraft Letter. But But if that's not good enough for you... Then you can win it. Uh, And how would you go about winning it? Well, you need to
2: find yourself on Facebook. In particular, you need to find yourself on the Seven Land Hand Facebook page at the pinned post, which will be at the top for uh, this month's game, Lovecraft Letter.
1: Yeah, that's episode episode 105. So just for this month, it'll be pinned to the top. That's November. Leave a comment. Yeah. Uh, make sure you read the post because we often hide little Easter eggs at the bottom of the post there. So that yeah, you read can, the instructions.
2: Uh, yeah, it'll tell you what to, how to post. Yeah. Uh, because those posts make us laugh, make everybody interact make cry, with each make other. Make us think. Yeah. Get your uh, get
1: your hugs from strangers. That sort of thing. That sort of stuff.
0: Speaking of interacting, we yep. really appreciate it if uh, all of you could interact with the iTunes Store or whatever vendor of podcasts catcher. you yep. happen to use. Go and give us a like and a rating and uh, get some word about the pot out there. Tell your friends. Tell your family.
2: Who wouldn't want
1: the opportunity to win a free game? Well, let's go through. Have you got a few people who unfortunately haven't won? But did some absolutely stellar entries this month. And if you are read out in the following, uh, get in touch to, uh, with us at podcast at sevenlandhand.com and we'll send you out a badge and a little bit of a, a, a care package of, of love ourselves. Uh, <laughs> and you, you'll get an advertising tool, charging badge, a podcast badge, or hot garbage badge. Uh, it's up to you. Tell us if you're one of the following well, my, people. My
0: comment of the month goes yes. to Katie Chow. Katie Chow. I, Katie Chow. She said, I don't really go digging. So does repotting a plant count? Yeah, yeah why not?
1: That's pretty good. I'll <laughs> <That'll> do. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's fair. It just makes you search your life for a, for a response and a comment. That's it. Yeah. Uh, well, Blake Derrick uh, tells us
2: about digging up a grave for a pet, which isn't the interesting part. Uh, he found multiple marbles and a pretty intact catalogue <laughs> from Bunnings buried <laughs> about four feet down.
1: How, <laughs> wow. Yeah, there's some really amazing things that people dug up this this month. Well, reminded us that they dug up at one stage. Um, I have got the winner here, and uh, the winner for this month wrote the following. Um, Once I was digging in my bed looking for my tablet, then all of a sudden I was in the bed with the blanket on me and hugging my pillow. So I guess I found myself taking an unexpected nap. Best nap ever. And then he said, "PS, <laughs> my tablet was in the living room all along." It's a bit of a story. Talking about making you laugh, making you cry, making you think—all in one. There you go. And that was Franco Cavazan. Hooray! He, was, he is the lucky gamer, hey! seven land hander, who has won himself a copy of Unearth.
2: Congratulations, Franco! You uh, can uh, claim your prize by contacting your. No, no, yeah. I'll get, in, I'll get in touch. We'll, with we'll him. get in touch with you. Yeah, that's I'll right. get in touch
1: with him and I'll let him know how to go. You about can win it. your prize by getting touched by David. How in about, about touch? that? In touch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, that's it. So uh, get in touch. Uh, comment on any of our Facebook posts and, um, yeah, we'll um, make a mention of them if you do. That's, you know, there's some good stuff goes out there. We've got people painting things and posting that and uh, Jamie's top 10. We're going to try and get that going yep. so you can add to Jamie's top 10 and tell us what Jamie missed out on, which you think was a rock solo yes. should be in the top 10. Uh, this month, Lovecraft Top 10s, uh,
2: Lovecraft Lovers Top 10. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have a, a post up there this month reg- uh, regaling my exploits of bolt action and my first attempt to play the game and my painting thingy as well. So yeah, pop in if you're interested in that at all and, and leave a comment. Mm. We
1: uh, want to interact with you. And don't forget as well, we're doing the uh, Magic podcast every month and that's streamed on video. You know, if you comment on that and we interact with you, uh, which we do. We try to read the questions on air and have a bit of interaction. That's always good fun. Uh, I was
2: watching that the other night while I was doing the dishes and, uh, you know, uh, made the dishes go by very quickly.
1: Well, thank you. Uh, it's, again, podcast <laughs> on, at sevenlinehand.com, that's the email. are supposed
0: to get clean. They're not supposed to go by.
1: <laughs> oh, literally, I was too enthralled. I was uh,
2: dipping it in the, the suds, then dipping it in the thing, and then I wasn't actually doing any washing. So,
0: I don't want to hear where you're dipping it. Get on with it, please, David. <laughs> all right, we're getting
1: a uh, Matt update on his washing up, so it's time to move on from from all that. I was just trying to see if there's any other examples of, of posts we put out there. Oh, the Buster Booster post. You can win Buster Boosters every uh, every month okay um, so yeah get in touch uh, listen then tell us what you're thinking tell us what you're gaming tell us what you're playing uh, if there's anything out there we haven't seen or any good good kickstarter tips they're always red hot aren't they
2: yeah there's been a flood of those actually recently mm, right. a number have ended but yeah, yeah get in touch interact we'll interact back with you we're pretty quick on the uh, on the comments because there is there's a whole team of us mm. of uh, You'll get waiting to, to
1: interact with yeah. you so show 106 is coming up been, uh post-GGMC, I guess. We'll come back from that and give you a bit of a rundown on what's happened and uh, tell you all about the Ixalan goodness as we get deep, deep, deep into Ixalan. I'm trying to draft regularly on a Saturday. Yeah. Won't happen this weekend, but... Um, or, or the following. Or the following. But, um, yeah, I drafted the other day and I'll let you know how that's going. Look forward to the next unboxing that we do because
2: that's the red-hot tip on what game we're going to be reviewing the
1: following well, week. Well, I've been trying to post them at the same time as we release this because then you get the, the pod and the video at the same time there you go so you'll yeah. get the red hot tip yeah <laughs> you'll get Matt's red hot tip there you go I'll be pointing at something hey. All right. I do that a lot
0: we're getting I... worse and worse here it's time to move on guys it is <laughs>
2: good night everybody good night
0: see ya <laughs>